Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. Our number two. Live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be, and however you may be watching or listening, thanks for making us part of your day. The um, Ethan Strauss, who does a Warriors podcast called House of Strauss, also wrote a book about this team called The Victory Machine. So remember, J-Mac, it was uh, may have been Monday or Tuesday, that I said I had a list of what I considered the 10 most important players, one through ten, in the playoffs as of that day. Anthony Davis was one, right? Right. So let's revisit it now a couple of days later, a couple of games later. So AD is number one. We are awaiting word on his health. I think you and I both believe if he couldn't play in game six that the Warriors beat them, I still think he remains number one. Interesting. Steph is the only thing that gives the Warriors a chance to win because their role players will not play great in L.A. Mm -hmm. Jokic is obviously but a dominating factor. Um, It's interesting. Devin Booker, I put at five, and I got a lot of pushback. But Too low or too high? Too low. And my knock was he doesn't play great defense, and they are plus nine with him playing on the floor and plus seven when he's not on the floor. So Booker is points. He's a bucket, but he doesn't stop a bucket. And he's, there's a difference between talented and an MVP. Guys that score, John Morant does not make the Grizzlies better. The net rating goes up when he's off the floor. He's just talented. Melo was just talented. Devin Booker's talented. They're not significantly better, plus, minus. Now, he's not off the floor a lot. But then I put Tatum 7, uh, 6, Embiid 7, Durant 8, Jalen Brown 9, LeBron 10. You know who I would put in now? And I think I would put him at 8. Jalen Brunson? Yep. So, so I you're think, bumping LeBron off the list? No, no, no. I'm taking KD off. Oh. That's bold. No, I'm, I'm, what I'm KD saying is... KD off, Jalen Brunson on. Jalen Brunson has been so vital to them. I had him at like 11, 12. I think I'd move him up. So let's go over the title of this. 
best, most important, important player now in the playoffs. Most now, who are now. the most important players? Like their team. I don't think the Lakers could win another playoff game against the Warriors without AD. I mean, he literally changes every time they go down the floor defensively or offensively. But you, that could apply to Curry. Like, Warriors are getting blasted. But if last Curry night, misses let's game. be honest, Draymond and Wiggins were as valuable or more valuable. Mm. Last night, the Lakers hung in the first half because AD was great. The minute AD's game curtailed, game was over. Steph didn't have to dominate. Wiggins was unbelievable. Draymond was unbelievable in the second half, and they pulled away and blew him out. I think Anthony Davis is the most valuable player. I'm not saying the best. He's the most valuable. But he is hot and cold, proving when he's cold, this team that's beating the defending champs can't win. Yeah. In the second half last night, he was Oof. dominant in the first. They literally, until he stopped being dominant, were toe-to-toe at the Chase Center in a game we thought they'd get blown out. Okay, so how do you... So he's the most important, right? Most important but player. how is that different from best because we would agree Anthony Davis is not the best player on this list. Well, no, no. At his best, he's as good as anybody. So you have to be great. I mean, for instance. Whoa, whoa. At his best. Like when he is, like game one, two and a half days rest, he took the whole game over at the Chase Center. Okay, all right. At his best, he's as good as anybody. All these guys are great. But the question is, when you add in, like that's what I've always said about the MVP award. Russell Westbrook's never been the most valuable no. player in the league. It was a stu- it's, James Harden's never been the most valuable player in the league. They won the award. And the awards now come about stats. It used to be Kobe got it, won a title. MJ got it. Duncan got it. You gave the MVP, LeBron got it. The previous five years from the last five years, if you won the MVP, half the time you won the title. Now the MVP, we give it to a stat guy. That's why I said Jokic analytically is number one. His team was seeded number one, and he gives you more games than Embiid. He's the MVP. It doesn't bother me, but the most valuable is generally the most talented, yes, but also, and I always said this about Jim Harbaugh, the coach. Everywhere he leaves goes into the tank. Stanford was going to Orange Bowls with him. He leaves, they're awful. He goes to Michigan, they're awful. They become great. Now they're a top three program, top three or four program. It's not just what you provide when you leave. If you take Jalen Brunson out of the Knicks, all they have is size and no shooters. They're terrible. Well, the weird part about Anthony Davis is him and LeBron were with the Lakers, with Westbrook, and they were a middling team. They had to change the role players around, and then they become a major Remember, threat. Remember, now AD was not available early in the season. He is the longest stretch of sustained playing and success since he's been a Laker. So the, let's be fair to AD. The first half, he was all banged up. It was LeBron and Westbrook trying to win games. Okay. Let's go to Ethan Strauss, NBA writer, House of Strauss, Substack. Well, you you know, we were saying the other day, Steve Kerr, Ethan, said, he was on, I think, a radio station in San Francisco, and he said, when he was at Chicago at the end, those guys were done. They were done emotionally. They were done physically. And he said, that's not the case with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And I buy that with Steph and Draymond. Draymond's still an elite catalyst, an elite defender, and Steph's still the best shooter in the league. But I would be hard-pressed to pay Clay Thompson, and you know the relationships here. He's just not the same player. But there is that, that value proposition here. It's like, but Steph loves him. He's given you rings. Inside the wall, if they are beat by the Lakers, do you think Klay Thompson coming back is a no-brainer? Or is somebody going to raise their hand and go, guys, he's a B player now. On a lot of nights, he's a C player. Your thoughts on that? 
I would say it's a brainer, Colin. Um, not a no-brainer, right? Not a no-brainer. Maybe you have to think about it, but remember Popovich would talk about corporate knowledge with the San Antonio Spurs because there were those conversations over their two decades of being a quality team, but you lose the chemistry. You lose that sense of where everybody is supposed to be. So while it is true, after two injuries, Clay Thompson, not defensively what he was, he is probably more valuable to them than he would be to another team yes. just by virtue of always knowing where to be on those transition breaks with Steph Curry, having that telepathy. And yes, he still has those moments where, hey, he can win you a playoff game. The problem sometimes is that he thinks he can when he can't. Right. And when he starts talking about Kobe Bryant before a playoff game, uh, then from the Warriors' perspective, you really have to watch out. But he still retains that capability, and I don't think it's gotten so bad that they want to part ways. Listen, this team won a title and moved off Harrison Barnes for KD, and maybe it's the culture of Silicon Valley, the tech world they live in, but this is a team that's been willing to reboot, boot, reboot, reboot. They don't romanticize the past at all in San Francisco. That's one of the things I love about them. They've made mistakes. Wiseman, we're done. D'Angelo Russell, no thanks. I think they could move off Jordan Poole. They, they're, they, they're not... They do not fall in love with themselves. They fall in love with winning. So my takeaway is if they lose to the Lakers in L.A., and I think they will, they're going to make a move. They're not going to bring this whole band back together. Is there something that makes sense to you, a move that makes sense? I think parting ways with Jordan Poole just might have to happen. Now, the way that happens, I'm not sure, right? Like, who you're going to get for him on the market there is that risk that I do think he could be a lot better for another team yes. than for them. Yes. But it just doesn't, it's been an awkward fit. The conventional wisdom is sometimes correct. I do think what happened in the preseason might have sullied it. But then, hey, Poole has a responsibility, regardless of what happened, to maintain his progression and to improve. And that has not occurred. Um, it's a difficult situation. He's a sensitive guy by reputation. I mean, I'm not around the team anymore. I'm more of a, what do they call it, an emeritus, as they say. Right. But I know people around that situation in the media. And there's a little bit of that Kevin Durant prickliness, this idea that the media is coming at me and questioning me and everything else. But the difference is Jordan Poole's no Kevin Durant. And you combine such a public incident as what happened. It just, combined with how he's played, seems like a situation that has run its course. Well, I, I do like this. What you said is important, that I think Jordan Poole would be better for another team. I think he'd be a 24-point-a-game guy in Orlando, let's say, um, or you know, or, or anywhere else in the league, maybe not Dallas because Luka has the ball, but I think he's a 20-point-a-game player, whereas I think you're right that Clay Thompson's a better warrior than he is anywhere else. So that's the balance now. The um, Wiggins last night... And I said this about Jason Tatum earlier. I got a bunch of kids. You can find, you know, by five, six, seven years old, the personality of your kid. You don't know how oh, his life. Six the, months. You can tell the aggressive kid, yeah. the funny kid, the social kid, the quiet kid. Tatum is not an alpha. He's just gifted. Andrew Wiggins is very much like Tatum. He has to be pushed and prodded into being aggressive. When he is, he's, he was so important last night. He's, but you just, I don't think he can duplicate that two more games. Where do you think they are, Steve Kerr, Steph? Where are they on Wiggins, who is twitchy? When he plays well, they win. Would they move off him, or do you think they are all in on Wiggins? 
I think they showed the commitment to Wiggins this season. I mean, his absence, his sabbatical, his unexplained pause, whatever you want to call it, I don't think that would be tolerated by a lot of guys in a lot of situations. But because they know that they need him, because they know that he is, as Doc Rivers likes to say, a superstar in his role, they tolerated it. They accepted it. And it might be paying dividends. I mean, this is a war of attrition, this series. You have a lot of veteran guys who have played a lot of minutes over their careers. A lot of guys who look like they're not the same person in the second half as in in the first half. So having a twitchy guy like Wiggins, who, because of bizarre circumstances, missed two months of the season, this might be where it really pays dividends. So I think they're committed to him. And I don't think what happened is necessarily going to disrupt that. You know, you covered KD uh, and had some dust-ups with him, and that's why we love you. So, yeah. So I thought it was a – I didn't have a problem when he came to the Warriors. I think he was frustrated with Westbrook. I don't think the franchise in Oklahoma City put their arms around him enough. He went to Golden State. I thought it was a horrible career decision to leave, not be loyal to Steph, be loyal to Kyrie. I thought he was too sensitive. Now he gets out of there, which I'm happy for. He goes to Phoenix. There are those, my partner J-Mac, one of them being like he likes to go to winning situations, but I think to myself, I'd be a hypocrite because I bounced around to companies. I want to go to winning situations. I don't want to go to bad situations. Where do you land if they get bounced by Denver, and I think they will? Your relationship. Um, What is fair criticism of KD? What's not fair? How do you, if I said, you covered him for years, you've watched his life. Give me a couple paragraphs on where you stand today with KD. Well, I'm not sure if I personally stand much of anywhere with KD. He basically told me to F off when I uh, asked to interview him for uh, for my book, you know, just doing due diligence. But he's got, he's such an interesting guy. Even if he would tell me that, even if he, in the dust-up, as you said, would come at me in a press conference, nobody hates him. He's got an interesting quality that way where he can be very frustrating and difficult to deal with, and in many instances all about himself, but there is an aspect of him, a vulnerability, a likableness to him, um, which is why these teams, in addition to his talent, I think are just down for the journey and down for the ride. Will this impact his legacy if he loses again? Yeah. I mean, that's how it goes, right? He's maybe the greatest scorer of all time, or at least one of the greatest scorers of all time. But part of greatness, part of being remembered, is committing the situations long-term and leading them. I mean, we're talking about rarefied air when we're ranking the greatest players ever. It's how it goes. Um, You can get in there that way as a top 25 guy, maybe, but you're not going to be top 10. And that's just the cost of it. You know, we don't have to moralize about it, Colin. We don't have to say that you're a bad guy if you bounce around uh, certain situations. But it's just a reality that if you bounce around and you can't lead those situations repeatedly to the finals, like LeBron James has done, for instance, uh, that will impact how we view you historically. And even if Kevin Durant acts as though he doesn't care about that, we all know he does. Finally, uh, Ethan Strauss joining us, the victory machine, the making and unmaking of the Warriors dynasty, host of the Warriors NBA podcast, House of Strauss. I think it's the smartest thing out there. So you know, I said this earlier, when you pin a champion against the wall, last night we saw them bring their fastball. We saw it last year. I think it was like game four in Boston. We saw it twice in the Sacramento series. I believe this was the first time we saw it in this series where you're like, 
Four quarters. Wow. They are aggressive. And I thought it was their best game since Sacramento. Give me a thought of what game six tomorrow night looks like. You've seen so many of these moments. Now, they're pinned against the wall again. But, God, can they duplicate last night with this roster? I'm not sure they can. What say you? Well, now I can draw off my emeritus status, if I am pronouncing (laughs) that word correctly. I feel like being around Steve Kerr, I learned something about winning. You know, it's easy to dismiss that somebody knows how to win. And we can say when we're trying to be smart and trying to be smarter than the participants that it's random or variance or small sample size. But being around Steve Kerr and seeing him win playoff series, I learned a thing or two. And he is a big believer in energy. He believes these are wars of attrition, that this is not, I take one game, you take the next, back and forth. He thinks it's more like two boxers get exhausted and then one nudges the other over. And that's how it goes. And this series could be that. It could be that. I'm looking at Anthony Davis. You're talking about first half versus second half. Anthony Davis in the first half of this series averages 16 points, 65% field goal percentage. Second half, he's averaging 6.4 points and 44% from the field. So the Warriors share the ball for a reason. It's not just kumbaya. The idea that Kurism, if I were to make it a religion, is about energy. And the idea is that we conserve our energy. That's why we share the ball. And then eventually, because we've conserved our energy, we will be able to overwhelm the opponent. So right now, it's just a battle of, do the Lakers and their veterans in LeBron and AD, who can get tired as great as they are, do they have enough gas in the tank? Or can the Warriors, with twitchy Andrew Wiggins and their carrying and sharing approach, finally overwhelm them in two games? And that's the battle. That was so smart. Ethan Strauss, (laughs) you just give me something I haven't heard before. It's the coffee. It's the morning Joe. That's what it's it the is. coffee. Yeah. Good, there you go. Good seeing you, buddy. <laughs> Substack, Ethan Strauss, House of Strauss. It's fantastic. And uh, he went out on his own and he has just crushed it. And there's a reason why he's smart. Did you hear how good was that? That's what you pointed out in this series. AD first half dominant. Second half, half the player. Yeah, it's like Ethan's watching the show. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, I know you had him at one, but the more I was just pouring over numbers here, he can't be one, Colin. He cannot. He's who's, inconsistent. Who's one? <sighs> Steph. It's got to be. Okay, then who's two? Jokic. That's fair. He's I, been unbelievable. No, he now, AD just, Jokic next round will be very telling. How, how excited are you tonight? I love Trent. Wait a second. Games. I'm sorry. I, I, I just got ahead of myself. I don't know that Jokic is going to face AD next round. Draymond versus Jokic next round could be interesting. Who would you rather see in terms of consumerism? You're a consumer. Is it, I think Warriors Nuggets is fascinating. Is Lakers Nuggets fascinating? Yes, because there'll be several games here at Crypto, and we get lobby to go to games. Um, AD Jokic, the return of centers. Like, there are good narratives there. You know, I just, I, I have a man crush on Steph Curry. I'm not a lot. You know that. So does the like, country. I'm, what's not to love? Like, when you watch him, he is hypnotizing, Colin. But, but I, he is, but I'll tell you this. This Sixers-Celtics series tonight is going to be Unbelievable. I'll have to eat a lot of crow if the Sixers actually get to the conference. I said all year long. Embiid has never done that. I've said all year long. I don't trust Philly. I love watching them. They're one of my favorite teams to watch on the treadmill. I got big personalities. Doc, Embiid, Maxi. I've watched a ton of Sixers. Love watching them. 
But man, I don't know. Can they close the door tonight? This could be one of the best NBA games of the season tonight. Could be one of the best games. I can't get over how the Celtics just got beat wire to wire, basically, at home. No, Phil. It it just doesn't. Something's not computing in my head. I, I, I don't understand what happened. Well, if they lose, if the Celtics lose, a lot of people are going to be apologizing to me when the Celtics pull off a big trade. A lot of people yeah, saying, Uncle Tatum Colin, got all NBA. He can make, I'm uh, sorry, Brown got all NBA. He can make a lot more money staying in Boston. Why is he leaving? He's leaving what? Yeah. Is it 60 mil on the table? 40 mil? Something, yeah, something guess, huge I guess, number. I guess not getting to the finals is no big deal. But got to the finals last year. Well, some of us are winners. Some people just want money. Wait. Winners. I like winners. Crazy. Me, Colin Old School. I like winning. Well, he's playing with Jason Tatum, one of the best winners in the league. Hey, Tatum or Jimmy Butler? I, I'm getting texts from guys. I would take J Mac. How can you take Tatum over Butler? No, I take Butler's. Butler's. Butler's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, my, listen, the question admit- is: Is it a five or a ten year timeline? Five years, I take Tatum. Today, I take Butler. Jimmy Butler is everything that drives me nuts about Tatum. Is Jimmy Butler now? By Tatum is younger. He's in his prime. I think Jimmy's past his prime. But Jimmy today, if they're playing tonight, I take Butler. He's he's clutch. Oh, he's but he's, Tatum it has a better skill set. It's tough, man. No, no, if, Tatum's. If you a, said your five favorite players in the league, guys that you will watch, like Jimmy Butler's in my top five. He is. Okay, if I said I said this to you, but Tatum's also. You and in I there, are building a team, and it plays tomorrow. Let's go back and forth on this. Okay, so we're, we're, you and I are building a team, and it's and it plays tomorrow. I go first. What is it? Who, what? Who's left in the playoffs currently? Yes. Uh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. I get Steph Curry. Just for tomorrow. Wait, well, let, me how, get, let me get Curry. No, so I got to go first. The show's does not go, called does J-Mac. It go, it's called The, the Herd. <laughs> I go first. <laughs> does it go, you get one, I get yes, two? Yeah. So, so I, get, I get two picks now. Back no, to no, back. No, you get the next pick. I just totally got... Um, and, and Steph's gone? <laughs> yes, he's I, gone. I'll go Jokic. Okay, you go Jokic. Okay, you know who I want next? It, this is... I want AD. Jason Tatum. <laughs> I'll take Jimmy Butler. I won the series. I got Kev- Steph, wait, AD, wait a minute. And Butler. It's not even over. I Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, I. I um, Go ahead. Take him, B. Take him. He's so yours. So I know I have my guard. I've got my big. I've got my wing. There's only uh, one guy you cannot take that I want. Steph. I've got, hold on, let me see this. I've got Steph. Sorry, audience, we didn't really prepare for this. I have Steph. I have my big. I've got my wing. God, I'll tell you. D-book, take him. No, I don't want, I don't need D-book. Because I don't want to take the ball to hands of Steph and Butler taking the shots. You know who I kind of like? No. Jalen Brown. Take him, he's yours, take him. You got Jalen Brown. Okay. LeBron, oh my gosh. Greatest player in the history of the sport. He's 38. Can do anything he wants. Listen to your team. Listen to this sad, sad oh, team. A hundred-year-old LeBron uh, gets hurt all the time. KD, Jason Tatum, no alpha, and Jokic. This, you said for tomorrow. All my guys are healthy and in their prime. LeBron is still I get in his prime. Steph, AD, get a bucket, Jimmy Butler, and my lockdown defender number two, who can hit a basket but doesn't need the ball, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's locking down Tatum. Okay, so locking down LeBron. So you took no LeBron. Shot. Let's just finish out our top five. LeBron. And then, and then, by the way, off the bench, well, I'll make him my two. I, boy, I don't want to take shots. Okay, now I'll go Booker. All right, I get, give me. 
Ooh, Jamal Murray or Harden? <laughs> God, your team is just all ego and misplaced ego alpha. And superst- oh, no, wait, wait. You know what? We'll go Jalen Brunson, a guy you really like. I like Jalen Calming presence, lefty. God, st- I get Steph A.D., Butler and Brown. I got great defenders. We get those on the screen head-to-head. This First is like all, the all-star draft. M- my team is way better defensively. Ooh, defense I- wins. <sighs> Give me a break. It's an offensive league, man. I got KD. I mean, my team is Kevin so Dur- much Kevin better. Kevin Durant and LeBron on the same team. That's, that's, <laughs> they're not losing a game ever. You got second-round Jalen Brunson, this 100-year-old is- LeBron. KD, uh, he just uh, basically wait, 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 stubbed second his Second-round Brunson? What, what got we- hurt in the layup drill. Tatum's never available <laughs> late for a big shot. And Jokic, who's amazing. The, the only qu- the question is the line. F- by the way, DraftKings just came out. I'm a 12 point favorite. Oh, stop In it. the first and half, tell Wes wherever he is gallivanting across America <laughs> with his job. Uh, put put the teams side by side on social, and we'll see who gets the who has a better team. Oh, it's not even. You know, I know it's not close. Unfortunately for you, one more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you pack your bags for vacation season, secure your home with Simply Safe Home Security. Takes a couple of minutes. Go to simplysafecolin.com. There is no safe 
Like Simply Safe, J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking at NFL schedules during every commercial break. Some of the leaks out there are crazy. We'll have what? some stuff. I don't know how much we can talk about now, but tomorrow, folks, oh my gosh, there is some real juicy Who's stuff. Who's in trouble? There. New York Giants, if the leaked schedule is accurate. New York Giants are in deep, deep trouble. All right, let's go back to the NBA. Sorry. Ooh. The Golden State Warriors, obviously the nice 15-point uh, win last night in Game 5. Draymond Green, your guy. Outstanding performance. 20 points, 10 boards. Even played really well, strong defense on Anthony, da- uh, Anthony Davis. And here, here he is talking about his mindset last night. Oh, he was good. I definitely um, wanted to come out and set a tone. Jacob Rubin told me before uh, the game, like, you've played well, but I still haven't felt your presence like I know you can feel, uh, like you, your presence should be felt. And, yes. you know, that's coming out aggressive. Both ends of the floor, that's verbally. Uh, so everyone hears you on the floor. And, you know, I... I felt a little disrespected when he said it. So, you know, I knew it was on me to come out and, like you said, set the tone for our guys, come out aggressive. Season's on the line, back against the wall. You got to come out and give all that you got. And that was just my mindset coming into this game, and that'll be my mindset going into the next one. Yeah. Can they get – because it's very clear in the two games, the Warriors have out-rebounded the bigger Lakers. They've won both. We don't think of this as a rebounding powerhouse team, but what it shows you is, because they're not as big as the Lakers, when they're aggressive and attack the basket and uh, crash the boards, especially when AD wears down at half, which the numbers tell you he is, they've won both those games. It's the only stat that's been true. When the Warriors win in the boards, they've won both games. So the question is, can they win in the boards? Can they be super aggressive? Now, here's the good news. AD's been great in first halves, average in the second. What if AD's not 100% right and fuzzy? Well, we're 90 minutes into the show, and we haven't talked about Klay Thompson at all. Colin, he's an abomination right now. He's in his own head. He started 1 for 7, I think finished 3 for 12. He was bad. 29% shooting in the last three games. However... Game six is next. You know his nickname is Game Six Clay because of the OKC performance many moons ago where I think he had like 12 threes, whatever. He had like 40-something points. I don't think they can win this series unless Clay Thompson turns it around because they don't have a second score. You can't count on Wiggins going for 25. No, you can't. You can't count on Draymond going for 20. And a lot of their Who's guys, giving you, D- Defangento's not a score. Looney's not a struggling. score. They need Clay Thompson to win this series. Can he turn it around? Like he, re- I mean, he's getting cooked by everybody defensively. Schroeder's going around him like he's a traffic cone. I'm waiting for Clay to wake up. It's not happening. Draymond woke up. Clay did not at home, which is a little troubling. Next up, let's talk about the all NBA teams that came out yesterday. All right. First team was obvious Giannis, Luka, Embiid, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Jason Tatum. I don't think that's obvious. I think Jokic. Could easily be on yeah, that no, team. Yeah, no, okay. Well, uh, you know, the media loves Joel Embiid, right? They, they want to give it to well, Embiid. Well, I think everybody likes him, but I think Jokic had the number one yeah, seed. Yeah, I think there's the, the media gets stale. Wait, we gave it to Jokic two years ago. Oh, no, let's, there's no let's question. Let's spread the wealth. You the know, media gets do. bored very easily. Right, and they're championing Embiid, which I get, fine. Um, Embiid's first selection to the first team ever. Yeah. Uh, he did get MVP. How many games he played? 65, 66? Eh, a little more than that. Second, second team was Jalen Brown. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy Buckets. Curry, Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, by the third way, team. By whoa, the way, whoa. the okay. second team would beat the first team. Uh, I would take that team with Curry, Butler, Brown, and Jokic to beat Team 1. 
All right, go continue it's, on. It's fair. Uh, third, third team. Are you ready? Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, LeBron, Lillard, Julius Randle. Yeah, there's some limitations offensively with this team. And Sabonis. Is, yeah, the first. This this is the worst offensive team. If Damian Lillard had an off shooting night, this is a bad offense. So they seem to. Dr- there's like no real line of how many games you have to play because a lot right. of these guys missed a bunch of games. Like LeBron missed a lot, Lillard missed a lot, Booker missed a lot. Did not make any of the teams. Mild surprise. Um, I don't know. Wait, you brought up a good point. Like, how much do these NBA teams really matter? It's a regular season award. Way to go! You played a lot of games and did a good job. Yeah. Doesn't the playoffs really? Isn't that what? Matters way more than what you did in the Listen, regular season. I, I, I'm not an awards guy. I think the Heisman. I, I'm just. I've said this. I've been doing this for people in Portland have listened to me for 20 some years. I'm not an awards guy. It means nothing because I always said I worked in newsrooms for 13, 14 years. We all knew who could play. We all knew when the red light came on and you didn't have the prompter went down who had talent. A lot of people wanted to win local Emmys. Didn't mean they had any talent. So I'm always been like I'm not an awards guy. Like I know who I have. I know who can play. When I watch the NBA, nothing against Sabonis, but he's not one of my 15 guys. I like him a lot. Well, but, uh, you know, and Dame, by the way, who I love, who I think's the best, second best shot maker in the league at this point in his career. You know, I wouldn't build around him. I would take Jokic over Embiid because he plays more. I he elevates do. others. Um, and I kind of know what I get every single night from Embiid, uh, from Jokic. I don't from Embiid. So this stuff doesn't, well, they're all good players. They're all great players. But Donovan Mitchell went to the playoffs and shrunk De'Aaron Fox. Two years in a row. Yeah. So it's like, and I like, but Jalen Brunson's not on any of those teams. Yeah, that's weird. This morning, tell me a guy that is, I mean, I, Jalen Brunson's one of the most valuable guys in the league. And it's funny, people were saying it during the regular season because the Knicks weren't great. Jalen Brunson is one of the 15 most important people in this league. You look at that list now and it looks outdated because yeah. we haven't seen some of these guys play in a while. Yeah, Mitch- Mitchell made second team. He had an awesome regular season, but this is the second straight postseason. He got outplayed head-to-head by Brunson, who didn't make any of these teams, which is... I. I- it's tough for me because I know Mitchell's good. But I've seen him head-to-head get beat up by Jalen Brunson two straight years. So how can you justify Mitchell's second team in Brunson because nowhere? Because Mitchell gets Mitchell... 60-point um, games. Yeah, and- he's more uh, he's more of a prolific scorer. He has those outrageous nights. So, I, I I mean, I'm not against anybody, but I this doesn't mean much to me. If you told me... Okay, like we did earlier. If you told me I get a starting five to win a game tonight. Jimmy Butler's on the team. Jokic is on the team. Steph is on the team. AD, at least in the first half, <laughs> what I'm watching is on. Giannis generally is on a team. Like, I know my guys. I wouldn't put Jason Tatum on that team. Because Jason Tatum, to me, I, it, it would be a close game if I played my five best against your five best. I wouldn't trust him late. I wouldn't trust Giannis late because he's terrified to shoot a free throw. Your loss, not putting Tatum on that team. Final story, Jordan Love uh, settling in as his new role as the Packers starting quarterback. I actually did a deep dive on the Packers' win total this season for FoxSports.com. Yeah. I'm not bullish on this team. And you, I don't, you, you think they're a seven-win team? Yeah, seven and a half is the total. We'll see. Um, running back Aaron Jones says, the rest of the Packers are impressed with how Jordan Love has mm, carried himself. Interesting. He believes in himself, first off. That's, the, that's number one. you gotta be, you got to believe in yourself. 
or nobody else is going to believe in you. So he believes in himself. Uh, he cares about everybody around him, and we've seen him just come in con con consistently and uh, just work, work, work. You know, and thing as as an athlete, you know, you will you want to come in and play right away, and that's that wasn't Jordan's case. He didn't have that opportunity, and you know, he did it the right way. He waited his time, and you never heard one one people complain out of him. So um, he has everybody's respect. So how long will you give Jordan Love? I mean, before you render a verdict. He's had three years in the... This is a good old line. But that's the thing. Three years. So Bakhtiari, I can't get over this quote in the offseason where Bakhtiari said it looks like a rebuild. Like, bro, you've been in practice with Jordan Love for three straight years? And you think this is a rebuild? When really, everybody else is coming back. The running backs, the receivers, the defense. They lost one number two tight end. And they lost a tight end. Okay. And they have ascending, developing receivers. One but they, would hope. They, they did address tight end and receiver in the draft. Yeah, two years ago, this team was the number one seed in the NFC. Um, I, I just... I'm not going to bail on, on Love after the six games or Thanksgiving. Let's just give him the season, see how he progresses. But it's telling that they said, we're not giving you your fifth-year option. We're not picking that up. That would have given him $20 million guaranteed. Instead, we'll give you a one-year deal for 13 mil, but with incentives, you can make 22 mil. That's not a vote of confidence. Seven mil guaranteed were taken away from you? All the you messaging. to us? The messaging we're getting in the last two months, Matt LaFleur... Lower expectations. David Bakhtiari, it's a rebuild year. The contract, very team-friendly. So the messaging I'm getting from the organization is, he's okay, we're going to give it a year, and then we'll see. That's the messaging to me I'm getting is, we, don't, we know it's not great, we don't think it's terrible, we're going to give it a year, just be realistic. So they're telling me, they're telegraphing the message, which is, he's a guy. He's just a guy. But there aren't a lot of examples of a guy sitting for three years and then starting and dominating. There's a handful, i Aaron sure. went 6-10. and ten. Aaron Rodgers. His first year starting. 6-10. and ten. Let's be real. He ain't Aaron Rodgers, okay? No. He's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not happening. Shane Mack with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, NFL schedule releases officially tonight on the network, uh, NFL network. But as we're finding out, our guys at Fox, our managers upstairs have it. They won't give it to us, which was unfortunate. <laughs> but we knew we know some stuff. Uh, we don't know all the stuff. There's a, a few games we know. The first game of the year is the Lions, the Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. That's on Thursday after Labor Day. That is a tough ask facing Andy Reid in Kansas City. Everybody loves Detroit. That is a lot to chew on. I, I'll take Kansas City. That is a big ask for Jared Goff. Uh, by the way, Goff doesn't tend to play well in bad weather. The good news is he'll get nice weather in Kansas City, sweltering Kansas City. <laughs> we do know week one, the Bills are at the Jets. Uh, we know that. Uh, that I don't think that's great for Aaron Rodgers to face an angry Buffalo team that's got many of the same players they've had for four years. Cowboys, Niners, Week 5. Raiders at the Chiefs on Nickelodeon. I don't know what that's all about. I guess kids love the NFL. Uh, some These are the games. There's some games on Fox we know. Uh, you know, Week 13, Niners at the Eagles. That's a massive game. Those are the two best teams, I think. Two best rosters easily in the NFC. Giants at the Eagles at the end of the year. Uh, that's around Christmas. Giants at the Eagles in Week 16. That's all, that's all good. Uh, I'm very interested. You know, the teams that faced the Niners last year, mm. the following week were 0-16. Yeah. So find out who you play like before and after the Niners. Because if you play the Niners, they're such a physical football team that teams out after the Niners were all beat up. And so, like, if you lose to the Niners, you're going to lose the next week. Pray that you have a bye. Because Kansas City <laughs> played somebody, and then I remember, I forget what it was, there was a bye involved. They did beat the Niners. But by the, I forget exactly what it is. If you face the Niners, you lose the next week. 0-16, you lose, because they just beat you up. Well, Sam Darnold's the quarterback now, and they don't think they're going to get Brock Purdy for a while, so they're going to be more physical. They, they have no finesse. There's no finesse to Sam Darnold's game. So I, I'm excited to see, like, for instance, uh, we know Dallas 
plays the Niners at San Francisco week five. So Dallas loses that game. Who are they going to lose to the next week? (laughs) And by the way, that's interesting because Mike McCarthy now is calling plays. So he's already going to go into the season. Dallas needs to start well. Okay, McCarthy's got to get some, he's got to get some people on his side because Dallas got rid of a great young coordinator who's going to flourish with the Chargers and Herbert, and McCarthy's calling his own place. Last thing you need is a two- or three-game losing streak early. So week five at the Niners Mm. feels like an L, and if you play the Niners the following week, it's an L. So that could be a little week five and six, little late September losing streak for Dallas. The Wolves come out in the media on Mike McCarthy. That's a story that will develop. Also, here's another story. J-Mac is hearing from Warren Sharp. Yeah, you guys know Warren Sharp. He's been a guest on the show before, writes for Fox, does a lot of stuff. He's saying that the leaked New York Giants schedule has to be among the most brutal schedules ever to start the season. Seven of their first ten games on the road. Brutal. And two trips to the West Coast. Again, this is a leaked schedule according to Warren Sharp. Week two at Arizona, they stay out West. That's a win. And play San Francisco the next week. Lose. Come home to Seattle. And then week five at Miami, week six at Buffalo, oh. week seven at Washington. Non-playoff team. I mean, again, we haven't seen it confirmed, but seven road games to st- basically start the season, seven of the first well, ten we, weeks. We, I've, you know the one thing that I've always looked at with schedules? How many quarterbacks do you play mm-hmm. that are better than your quarterback? So that if, if, you, if you have a top 12 quarterback... Obviously, a lot of the quarterbacks you face will not be as good as yours. That's why quarterback's so valuable. If you have a Desmond Ritter and you face 10 quarterbacks who are absolutely better than you and then five or six that are in the same class, that, that's a 7-6 win team. So that's why it's, it's really interesting to me mm-hmm. is just, just look at your schedule and count how many quarterbacks you face that are either as good as your quarterback or better. Because if they're as good and they're at home, you'll be an underdog. And that generally dictates how you'll do. How many great quarterbacks do you play? You want to see Carolina early. Bryce Young, like a rookie quarterback, eyes wide open. Then you want to see C.J. Stroud early, right? Um, I don't know if Anthony Richardson even starts the season. I think we agree probably Minshew starts, right? Richardson has like no experience in college. We'll see. But you want to face those rookies early. Um, Kyler Murray, do you want to see Arizona early? Because he's probably not going to play, right? Kyler Murray probably starts the season on the pup. So this schedule matters a lot. I don't know who's saying it doesn't. This is... Well, you are you and I both like to gamble. So to us, that, that stuff, weather matters. I mean, I think about stuff all the time. Yeah. You do not want to play Miami in Miami in September. Yeah. So we know Green Bay, we, we know Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are going to face Miami twice. The question is, when do they have to go to Miami? You'd much rather face Miami mid-October on. It is, I remember Steelers a couple years ago went down there and were vomiting on the field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, New Orleans Saints and Dome games, apparently someone said that 12 of 17 games are in domes That's for New because Orleans. Derek Carr didn't have a huge arm. Massive. I mean, again. I've been pushing the Saints. I think I can convince you by August to get on board the Saints train. We'll see. All right. So this uh, this stuff matters. If the story is true, now you've been saying pull back on your New York Giants. Oh, you have to. If this schedule is true, by the way, they're not going back to the playoffs, right? Not if this schedule is true. Keep an eye on the Bears. Why? I I like Bears. What do you mean? Why? Come on, they're going to be good. Bears, Lions. Listen, the league must trust the Lions to put them on the showcase game to start the season uh, against Kansas City, no? 
This Lions team could be 11 well, wins. I think the Lions and the Chiefs will score a lot of points. September football tends to be offense. And then yeah. and then Thanksgiving hits and the weather gets bad and you got to have a run game and it's a game of attrition and players are banged up. I don't trust September football. But I my takeaway is the Chiefs and Lions, you know, the over-unders should be about 58. That's going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, hour three coming up. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.